exciting day, exciting day in the trenches here. There's so much yeah. news. The news cycle changes. Oh, and by the way, welcome to Pat and Stu, Brad Staggs, Carrie Malinak, Jason Buttrell over there, standing in the, uh, the power position. <laughs> Remember, don't open the drawer unless you're prepared to see what's inside it. I, I know who usually stands here. I'm not touching anything oh, over yeah. here. Yeah. I need, I need Do you have cleaning. your gloves to Gloves, wear? yes, and, and cleaning <laughs> so, material. Bleach. I, I can recommend the Trump uh, cologne, though. Everyone except the one with the picture on it is Every good. Every single time you stand back there, you <laughs> grab the cologne it and spray good. it. It smells good. He has it smells a, like power. Trump has a good-smelling cologne. I don't know what to tell you. Um, all right, so it's been a, uh, we're back from a, a three-day uh, weekend, hopefully, that you had a chance to um, remember uh, our fallen heroes, uh, do what uh, Memorial Day is, the intention of Memorial Day. So the intention so is not boating and drinking? I know, right? Barbecuing? We do have a tendency to lose that in the... Uh, a little bit. ...in the real meaning of the, of the day. Um, but in true uh, government spirit, let's start with the, uh, the Texas House of Representatives... And the little ruckus that happened down there. I love Texas. I do, too. <laughs> yeah, the, the funny thing is it, it's, it's pretty much business as usual. Now, uh, the GOP, who the, uh, Matt Rinaldi, mm-hmm. uh, they, after, the, after Greg Abbott signed the uh, anti-sanctuary cities bill in, in Texas, Matt Rinaldi is um, essentially assaulted on the floor of the uh, Texas House of Representatives. Do we have video of this? We do have video. <laughs> Let's this. watch this. Let's watch this first. <laughs> It kind of looks like, again, business as usual. And I love this guy sitting here. I am not going to get involved. <laughs> wow, someone was doing a little cussing in there. That's as bad as it gets. Have you guys seen British Parliament? For crying yeah, exactly. Out, right? I know. I was expecting it, something huge. It's like a soccer and match, and this is like, come on. But the reason that, they, that he was reportedly assaulted was he called uh, ICE. Uh, yep. Immigration and Customs Enforcement on immigrant demonstrators who were outside saying, hey, we're illegal. We're it, here. We demand. I, yes. The, the sign. I am illegal and I'm here to stay. So they are proclaiming the fact that they're breaking the law yep. and he calls the uh, proper authorities and that the, the, the fires of hell rain down upon him, if that's what you can call that. So what do we take away from this? I mean, aside from the fact that it's crazy. Well, first of all. Can we at least call out how the media is reporting this now? So if you look at most of the headlines on this, the, the media are saying that, oh, yeah, he threatened to call ICE just because a bunch of uh, people with brown skin showed up to protest. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! First off, that's all they're right. saying. And they're only talking about, oh, and he threatened this one guy to shoot him. I mean, there's a whole lot more. I mean, wh- first off, why? Let's, 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 let's go after that for a second. Why did he threaten somebody? Why did he threaten somebody? He threatened somebody because he was threatened first. Right. He yeah. was threatened in, in by retaliation. another so Matt representative. Matt Rinaldi said that he would shoot someone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he well, said he... he probably re- not a smart thing to do. But then again, well. we don't know. So the other rep... There was another representative. I can't remember his name. Seems like his name was Pancho something. He's a representative. Yeah, it was... Uh, my brother Pancho. Not Via. Pancho oh. Rodriguez. That's, I think that's, that Pancho. sounds right. Yeah, Pancho Rod, uh, Ju- uh, Representative Justin Rodriguez told the Tribune that there was a subsequent exchange between my brother Pancho and Representative Rinaldi, and that there was a threat made from Rinaldi to put a bullet in one of my colleagues' heads. 
So he threatened them, but but what precipitated that was this other representative saying that he was going to quote unquote get him, and he mm-hmm. was going to follow him to his car, <laughs> and who knows whatever other threats. So, but we don't hear that side of it. We typically they're just reporting on oh this Republican representative cl- you know threatened to shoot another representative. What uh, what where does he where where is Matt Rinaldi out of like where does he represent? Do you oh, know? He, he's around here, I believe. I, Irving, oh, I think yeah, okay. Irving. Okay. Well, and and everybody, I think, is missing the real point of this whole thing. I don't care if they beat the crap out of each other on the floor. Whatever. That's fine. (laughs) That's what everyone's missing? The fact that they know. The fact that (laughs) what this guy did was call ICE on illegal immigrants who were standing there saying, we are illegal. Right. I mean, essentially, come after us. And he's, all right, we'll come after you. And that's what precipitated the whole thing. So where have we come as a society when you can't even call the authorities when someone's breaking the law? It was this whole chicken sort of thing. Okay, we're going to stand here with our signs. What are you going to do about it? All right, well, I'm going to call the cops and the authorities because you're here. And It seems like stupid criminal tip number one. Don't (laughs) announce that you're doing something illegal. I think that's the thing is that they, they don't believe they're criminal in being here illegally but they admit that they're here illegally which by definition is by definition yes by definition to the same person you understand that that is criminal by definition of illegal but the push is that illegal immigration isn't a crime that's that's where it's that they are trying to push that it's not a crime to be here their entire argument on this and and carrie brings up an excellent point their entire argument on this is that look and with wordplay and every any other uh, clever way of of hiding the fact that they actually broke the law so they'll change it from illegal to undocumented or any other way that they can to to shield the fact that look they broke the law they just do not want to bring that up now, this, uh, this representative here from you know, the good city of Irving was just pointing that out. It's like, look, they broke the law. They're admitting to break the law. So why can't I call the authorities to do so? It, it, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's so much with this is just, it just, it's wrong. <laughs> I just don't Anytime understand. Anytime you look at the news, it makes your head hurt. It's going to it because really it does. doesn't make sense. It's funny, too. <laughs> I, I liken this, this exact scenario to, I remember when I used, I used to be uh, in a threat assessment executive protection company, and they always said, no matter what somebody out there that's trying to heckle you, never mm-hmm. respond to them. Right. Never right. respond to them. You, you have to be the picture of you know perfect composure right. so if they threaten your family if they they're going to do anything they can these are the, usually the paparazzi people they're going to do anything they can to make you break your bearing right. and to actually assault or you know right. lash out at this person if they do they're waiting with the cameras and they're going to use that against you mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened here yeah. this yes. he was goaded he was goaded into a response yep. like how are you going to respond he can do that if he says i'm going to follow to your car i'm going to mess you up or whatever else he said his, his issue was he responded to that. Right. And everyone was waiting there with a video recorder and with an audio recorder to catch that. See, and, and that's crazy. And to record crazy. only that. Only that, yeah, and yeah. leave out all the other stuff. It's about as crazy as saying that Vladimir Putin is a bigger threat than the Islamic State. Oh. Oh, wait. Someone did say that. <laughs> um, Russian, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin, a bigger threat to world security than the Islamic State group, U.S. Senator John McCain has told ABC. Wait a minute. 
Are, are you being? Are you trying? Are you saying they're not? This might be an interesting discussion. If this so. is uh, well, he says. According to McCain, I think ISIS can do terrible things, but it's the Russians who tried to destroy the fundamental of de- of democracy, and that is to change the outcome of an American election. Then he followed that with the sentence: I've seen no evidence they succeeded, but they tried, and they're still trying to change elections. Right. So that's what you're saying. You, you agree? He's absolutely correct. McCain is absolutely correct. That's not to diminish how dangerous ISIS is, which they are very, very dangerous. Okay. They're a terrorist state. They've actually declared, you know, their own caliphate. Um, they can still project power through terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. But the amount of threat that they actually offer pales in comparison to what Russia has been doing really ever you- since... Would you argue that Russia is kind of that slow and steady cooker, that their threat is it is there, but we don't, it doesn't, it's not a flash, it's not a sprint, you know, where ISIS is like the sprinter. They're the turtle and ISIS is the rabbit. The hair. Okay. Yeah. Would you, would you say that's. Yeah, it's a good analogy. And and they've been doing that literally since their empire fell, you know, back in the 90s. Um, They do, (laughs) Russia has, for the first time in, I think, decades, changed the map in Europe. Uh, ever since the Balkan War, they actually went through, went in, took Crimea. I mean, it was an illegal act, but they did it. They did that by sending in basically terrorist groups. You know, the little green men that went in and did that in, in Crimea, and they did that in eastern Ukraine. They actually used terror tactics to take over uh, portions of Europe. At the same time, I mean, we we're just now freaking out because they subverted our election, and they also did it in France. But they've been doing that to the entire continent of Europe. Uh, for decades, decades, they, right. they've been doing that, and, and it's only just now coming out. People only just now care now, now that we've been hit. You know, uh, Keith, uh, when we were first dating, um, he came, he came with this sheet of a hundred lists of or hundred, a list of a hundred things that um, the communists were doing to um, undermine and change the American culture. And I, I teased him. I was like, oh, geez, you're mm-hmm. woohoo, cuckoo. You know, right. you got to let this go. And then. Now, a couple decades later, yes, I said it a couple decades later. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> but now I look at it and I go, um, okay, they achieved number one, two, three, four. You know, and you go down the list and you see all these things that have been achieved. And But you think that they are more, more dangerous than ISIS in that sense because they're, what, changing culture, changing the underpinnings of society? What? It's not just... Uh, a flash in the pan. It's not just a one happening. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of destruction quickly, but this is the Russian Russian thing. Is that it's an, it's really destructive from from the under the surface. The uh, over the overall goal that Russia has is to completely change the system mm-hmm. in Eurasia, in Europe, and Eastern Asia. They want to completely upend it, and they want to take control of what they lost after the Soviet Union fell. That's their goal. Now, if you think about, like, it's, it sounds like when, when you hear someone like McCain say that, you're like, well, you know, there's terrorist attacks nonstop, you know, all the time. Um, I'm not saying that ISIS is not dangerous, and McCain would, would probably would argue that. And I can't believe I'm defending McCain. But, um, <laughs> I'm doing what I'm doing that here, alone. quite frankly. That's not what I'm doing here, but I, I, it's just what we are looking at with what Russia can do, they can bring on a global-type calamity that ISIS can't even get close to. They, they have the power to do that. 
And they're actively looking to do that. They're pushing us further towards that. And that's what McCain, what McCain's alluding to, what he's getting mm. at, is the, the future outcome is far more dangerous than what ISIS can do. ISIS, they're really the only reason they're there is because we don't really know what to do with them. We could take out ISIS like that. But there's so many other problems with, like, Turkey wants this, and Assad wants this, and Iran wants this, and we want that. So basically, we don't really know what to do, so we're just kind of keeping them there and containing them. But we could take them out like that. Could you say the same for Russia? No. No. They've been there for hundreds of years. They're going to continue to be there for another hundreds of years, and they're going to continue to be an enemy of the West. It's just, that's just the way it is. So, McCain, I'm not defending you, but I actually agree with you on this point. (laughs) Mark the calendar. Mark the time. That was actually a fascinating this analysis really, of the whole thing. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I learned something today. That's good. Um, right, let's watch this um, video. Jesse Waters, um, he quizzed Memorial Day beachgoers oh, good. about the, the real meaning, I guess, uh, the, the meaning of Memorial Day, and it was um, the Boating and beer. Pretty <laughs> much. Uh, hilarious <laughs> and horrifying. Watch this. So why is everybody off on Monday? Really? I don't know, to just enjoy this beautiful weather, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what is Monday? I don't know. Monday is fun day. <laughs> Monday is also Memorial Day. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are we honoring on Memorial Day? Oh, beats me. I don't know. What's going on? I think hey. all those were lost giving service to this country. Exactly. <laughs> Who did America fight in the Revolutionary War? The French? The revolutionists. I don't know. Countries. Countries? Yes. China. China? (laughs) Wow, I feel really dumb. Who did America fight? Whoa, North versus South, the Confederate versus the Union. That was the Civil War. Oh. Britain. Right across there? Mm Mm-hmm. That's Great Britain. Really? (laughs) Who won the Civil War? No idea. Britain. It was America and Britain and Spain. Some part of Spain. Wow. Wow. They've been doing too much sunbathing. (laughs) Are we doomed? No. It's just a good day to be out at the beach. All right, but if you go back 20 years and do the same thing and ask the same (laughs) questions to people on the beach... Do they respond the same way? I mean, were people, when we were in school, when we were in high school, when we were in in college in some cases, were we that dense? Were we that unknowledgeable? No. These are college-level kids, aren't they? Yeah, which is not to say they went to college, but I mean, they could, I mean, that's pretty basic. Basic. Sixth grade stuff. Basic. My nine-year-old knows this. My my nine-year-old knows have we really become that dumb? Mm. However, I don't let my nine-year-old wear a censored bikini. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. A censored bikini? Didn't you see you that see girl? She turned bikini? around and they had to put a censor mark. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was in there. It was... Um... <laughs> wow. I, you know, wow. I, I got to say, I'm, I'm somewhat torn on how people celebrate Memorial Day mm-hmm. and versus some people that you that say, hey, this is not what we, you know, nobody basically, nobody take off, nobody have a barbecue, nobody crack a beer. I don't, I, we've gotten to this level and that's horrible. Right. But I think that's the problem is 
most people just don't understand what they're celebrating. That's mm-hmm. what, yes. I mean, it's, I... It's come to that. I've lost friends a lot with a lot of other people that have served in the military over the past 10 years or so. And every single person that we've lost would tell you, if, they, if we could speak to their ghost right now, mm-hmm. they would say, eat some barbecue, crack open a beer, mm-hmm. remember the sacrifice. Right. That's what they would say. Right. right. So the issue is not the barbecues and beer. The issue is... The lack of knowledge. The, the lack, lack of knowledge. Of, yeah. Common sense. The lack of so many things. Yeah. Well, it's just a lack. Yeah, it's just pretty much a lack. Let's ponder that. We'll take a break. <laughs> we'll come back with more Pat and Stew after this. I love Memorial Day because, you know. <laughs> it's just that really one girl. Oh, yeah, right do you see that? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, she's, she's got a thong on. Yes. You notice how they didn't pick any one-piece bathing suit? No, Which are, by the way, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> So many things to choose from in yep. the news today. Uh, by the way, it's Pat and Stu, but it's uh, Brad and Carrie and Jason uh, at the Blaze. Brad at, at the, the Blaze. Blaze Carrie. Carrie and at Jason Buttrell. Nice, right? <laughs> all from memory. I got them all from memory. <laughs> Mine like a steel trap. Uh, so, all right, so That's let's awesome. talk about Limbaugh uh, with uh, Zuckerberg. He sounds like a girl. Explain. This yeah. Thing. So this is funny. So Rush Limbaugh. Um, he was mocking Mark Zuckerberg. So he had, he was listening to a clip of Zuckerberg. He want, and Zuckerberg was saying that everyone should have an identical income. And he was talking and, and Rush stops it and he says, whoa, stop the tape, stop the tape. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear a woman. I want to hear Zuckerberg. Wait, that is Zuckerberg. Oh, wow. <laughs> he starts mocking Mark Zuckerberg saying that, um, he's. So he's talking, so woman. Zuckerberg was what, talking at Harvard? Uh, commemoration speech, yeah, yeah. Commemoration, yeah, or commencement. <laughs> yep, the three hundred and sixty-sixth commencement, I, I believe. Wow. Yeah. He's he, a, and I love the quote. <laughs> There's something wrong with our system, said Zuckerberg. When I can leave here and make billions of dollars, and yeah, and that's where that's where Limbaugh stepped yeah. in. Stepped in said, well, I can I can I can definitely see why he got so passionate about it. I don't get why. How does he equate being to a woman? I, that's what I want to know. I, I don't understand. Is it because Zuckerberg is saying that there's an inequality of income, and so and it's only women who was it just because of his voice? Talk about that. I I don't know. No, I, I think Carrie's right. I, I think it's because you know we women are such whiners about <laughs> I want some more money. <laughs> what, what is what is up with incredibly wealthy lefters that want to? They've, they've gotten there off the fruits of capitalism, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but now they want to say socialism is, is the way to go. Because that's basically what he was saying. Well, he for other people, not for him. I mean, he still wants his money. He, he's not going to redistribute right. his own wealth. I mean, he, he, should, he does, that's he he does give to, do. to charities. I, I believe right. he does share his wealth, which is for awesome. pro- Probably for the tax break, right? Well, probably. You don't know what's that. in his heart. He might <laughs> but, do it for but that. But we'll say he does. He does share, and he right. gives of his wealth, and that's awesome and amazing. But really, full redistribution is where everyone gets the same amount, mm-hmm. and that is what the the liberal and the elites. It's not just liberal elites, you know, um, but the elite 
class really pushes that no, you need to. Everyone needs to have the same. Everyone needs to, you know, share the same wealth. But oh, well, not this. Remember this is that mine. study came out years ago that said if you took the wealth, if you if you took ev- all the money away from everybody、mm-hmm. and then redistributed an, an equal amount to everybody in the country, let's say, that within six months the people who had the large sums of money would have it again. They well, do, because they know how to make money, right? With money, but but what Zuckerberg was was advocating here, he was like, every, there should be a flat salary that everyone, like, basically everyone makes the same amount of money. Now、right. I don't know if that means everyone should make the same amount of money that he actually makes. Right. So everyone should make billions and billions and billions of dollars. I'm good with that. I'm kind of good with that too. Well, that money loses its meaning.、Yeah. We lose. I mean, you. Stop making and, sense. And, and you know what he said? This is a, this was so irritating.、Sense. He said that if everyone made the same amount of money and they didn't have to worry about any money anymore,、mm-hmm. then creativity would explode. That that was his argument. He was like, creativity will explode and will reach new heights. Blah blah blah. Dude, Mark, come on! You must be smart. You know that there's never been a socialist state that's actually worked. Did you know that's、Jamestown, never been pulled off? With the beginning of Jamestown, everyone had to work for the good of the entire town, the colony, and、um, and everyone. I learned this. You said Jamestown, not Jonestown. No, Jamestown. <laughs> Jamestown. Okay. <laughs> With、sure. the Jamestown colony, everyone when they came over here as pilgrims, they were all working, doing the job. Everyone、mm-hmm. was working for everyone else, and it was starting to fail.、Mm-hmm. And then they said, "Hey, wait a second here. You know, Joe over here is amazing at raising pigs. Bob over here does really well with corn. How about Bob focuses on corn, Joe focuses on pigs, and then we'll kind of trade." And that's when Jamestown started to flourish. See, there's a reason why the Soviet Union never actually produced their own technology, and why they're still stuck. Way they're, they're、right. stuck decades behind us. They've never produced anything on their own. They they, they haven't. They've always stole technology from、oh, the rest right, of the、Cuba、world. Oh right, Cuba got stuck. Yeah, and yet the they're far more dangerous、right. than ISIS. But the reason. <laughs> The reason being, the reason why is because they did. If everyone is making the same amount of money, if everyone's guaranteed, then there's no incentive to be creative. No, no. He has it completely backwards. Exactly. It's like the core of the entire liberal versus conservative、uh, argument. Right. And I think that that's exactly the incentive. There is no incentive there. What's the point of being creative if if you're not going to get、result? paid for it? Yeah, if, if you don't have to. It's the same result. Right. I'm not. And 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 then in those systems, <laughs> and then in those systems, there's always a Zuckerberg or someone like that that just has a ton of money. They're the ones that look over the people that are equaled out.、Right. I mean, like in the Soviet Union, it, it was the Politburo, and it, you know, it was the it was the Premier and all them. They had tons of money. They had tons of power and influence. They didn't want to let it go, but they kept everybody else even. Does Jason seem too smart for this show? I know. <laughs> He's the one over there wearing the Flash T-shirt. I mean, maybe I should. Do you want to? We'll、dunk. swap spots. He. All right. All right. I'm telling you. I just came fired up today. I, I don't know why. Yeah, it's awesome. I got a lot of got a lot of rest. Yes, you、weeks. did.、Uh, all right. Let's talk about CNN. They've、um, they've、uh, turned to third graders to.、Uh, I'll give their、uh, anti-Trump、oh, agenda、so、a little boost. Dumb、What? and weird. So Anderson Cooper <laughs> highlighted uh, correspondent uh, Gary Tuckman's trip to a third-grade class in Monroe County, Pennsylvania, to hear from voices not often heard in moments like this. Kids,、uh, Monroe County specifically chosen as Cooper explained because the presidential election in that co-、uh, county was one of the closest in the nation.、Uh, here's part one. Let's watch and listen. And we are sitting here with some of the third graders at Swiftwater Elementary. Are you ready to talk about President Trump? Yes. 
What do you think Donald Trump and his campaign are being investigated about? I think he's being investigated about, like, how he got elected as president a little bit, and then if he's working with the Russians or not. Investigating him because to see if Russia hacked into the campaign to um, give him more votes. They maybe just don't like him, so <laughs> she nailed it. I feel like it would be good to know whether something like that would be real or not. Like if they're investigating him, like if he ate a sandwich or not. Yeah, the sandwich investigation would not be popular. <laughs> That'd be a waste of taxpayer Which money. Which they will be soon. I think she did. What do you think the best thing Donald Trump has done so far? Lower the taxes. Yeah, well, he's been talking about that, but he hasn't done it yet. But you think it's a good promise? Mm-hmm. I think the best thing he's done so far is promising to lower taxes, because I don't want to be 80 paying a million dollars for taxes. How much you want to pay when you're 80? Not much. No? <laughs> Give me an amount. Um, maybe like $100. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did anyone else find it really scary that the third graders had more more coherent answers than the college students did on the beach? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Good they call. at least made a, oh. a an attempt at a valid point and sounded... Tried to they, sound they, they like they... They all rule, be well, vague and say it with conviction, which is what they did. You know what, though? I don't think they were completely vague. No, some of, actually, some of them weren't. Some of them weren't. They were very specific and nailed it. They knew at least part of what was happening. They knew Russia was involved in the investigation, that right. maybe there was some hacking going on. They knew. The first kid knew it. And then the, the, one, the little girl that said, you know, maybe they just don't like him. She <laughs> kn- <laughs> Well, in the, in the she rest, he, he continues. He tries to get uh-huh. them to speak out against Trump. It's, it's pretty interesting. I like the sandwich remark. Because that yeah. is totally like, I fully expect them to say, Did you know that President Trump ate some borscht? They just want to know. They just sources know say. What he did with the Cheetos. He, sources say, Yeah, we have no idea. Come on, man. I, I'm, I'm going to go off tangent here, but I am so sick of all of this Russian collusion crap. I am so sick of it. But remember, they're more dangerous than ISIS. Um, let's, yes, they are. Here, let's part two. What don't you like about what he's done so far? Building a wall is a bad idea. Because what if someone was like in Mexico and stayed there for a couple of years and when the wall was built, they won't be able to get back home? Building the walls because people from Mexico might want to go back to the United States. So Donald Trump gave a graduation speech. I want you to watch this and then we'll talk about it. No politician in history, and I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. It's not true, because he said mean stuff about Barack Obama that he that he was born in Africa, but that wasn't true, because he was born in the United States. Maybe Donald Trump is hurting deep down inside and needs to get it out. Do any of you think that's maybe true? Yes. Yeah. Do any of you feel sorry for either? Yes. If Donald Trump walked into your class and said, Ike, Tell me what you want to tell me. What would you say to him? How much money do you make per day? Good question. He's a financially minded guy. He'd probably answer it. What would you ask him? What's your favorite part about being president? What do you think his answer would be? Playing golf. (laughs) (laughs) 
And again, She's so cute. they're coherent <laughs> questions. But yeah, obviously, what, do you, what don't you like? And, and then the, the wall. Well, and you can tell that they've heard, that sounded to me like they've heard about the wall, but right. they've been misinformed. Because this, that, that first little girl, she's so cute. She says, well, because if people are in Mexico and then they build the wall and they just mm-hmm. want to come back if they've just been visiting for a couple of years. <laughs> right. And that, you know, she doesn't <clears throat> quite, it sounded like they've heard but have mm-hmm. not been given. Because when they go, I love when they go to the questions, okay, so if the president comes in here, what are you going to ask? And after these big questions, then it comes down to what they would ask. And it's, how much money do you make? Yeah. What's your favorite thing? It's these third grade sweet questions. Yeah. I mean, they're third graders after all. But it, is, this, is this CNN stooping too low again? I think they may have been trying to stoop too low, but the third, like graders, really the third graders were with it. So CNN got outwitted by a group of third graders. I, I, I think what they were looking for is because they're, they're hitting, one of my biggest issues with this is they're hitting all those liberal talking yeah. points. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. It's all, all of those where they were like, hey, we'll get an emotional response yep. from, from a bunch of kids off this. We'll get an emotional And I didn't really get that. What was the question about, well, do you think Donald Trump is maybe just hurting? He <laughs> <laughs> needs to get it out. That was, well, that weird, was weird. <laughs> that was a very weird question. Um, all right, let's touch on this too uh, before we take a break. Uh, motorists. According to the uh, UK Telegraph, I think uh, motorists waste 29 hours every year using GPS. And see, my big thing with GPS is what did we do before GPS? MapQuest, baby. Print off those You printed directions. it out. What did we do before MapQuest? Thomas Guide. Yeah. You had the map. Maps so the, the time is lost <laughs> when devices send drivers either the long way or the wrong way to their destinations. Uh, this report was commissioned by uh, Black Cab App My Taxi. People trust their GPS way too much. It's like mm-hmm. that office episode where Dwight and, and Michael are driving and, and Dwight, Dwight says, um, well, no, no, no. Michael says, the GPS says, turn here, turn here, turn here. And Dwight's saying, I don't think so. I don't think so. And they turn and they go in a lake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost half of the people surveyed said that they had a verbal disagreement with their device. Oh, yeah. While yeah, 31% admit to shouting at it as if it were a real person. Siri and I are not on good terms. What? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when the power goes off? What happens when these things don't work? Are we lost again? Oh, yeah. So are. We are so overly dependent on this We stuff. teach our kids how to read a map. Really? Absolutely. Wow. We teach our kids how to make we... fire with a stick and a rock. <laughs> and they this liked it. This piece of flint. <laughs> yeah, that's, we liked it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think, important no, I think to have these great. basic life skills. I consider... Reading a map, a basic life skill. You have to be able to do it because GPS may fail you or may not be there or, you know. I am completely dependent on it, completely. And my wife, she's not the biggest techie of, of all people. Um, she dabbles with it, but mm-hmm. she never she uses the GPS. Ever. She, when, <laughs> when you she let moves, her use it? When I allow her right, to, right? Right, right. <laughs> but with the first, when we, when, we just, when we moved to Dallas about five years ago or so, she didn't refuse to use GPS. She just did it by feel and drove around. To this day, I don't know where I'm going unless the phone's up and I'm following GPS. She knows completely her way around. Oh, that's completely. hilarious. That's I, Beth, too. Uh, that's Beth what can I do, do the too. same thing. She 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 can find her way around this town. Yep. No problem. I am directionally challenged. Really? Yeah. Does she not use the GPS and you use the GPS? She, I use the GPS. She will use it, but most often she'll. No, you just take one twenty one and go. Blah, 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 blah. That's funny. I'll turn my GPS when on. I allow her to talk. <laughs> I turn it. Yeah, that's right. That's what I said. <laughs>
Oh, Brad. <laughs> I turn my GPS on to see if there's any traffic, and then I turn it off, and I just drive. Do you end up getting where you're trying Absolutely. to go? Absolutely. Or you just end up wherever you end up? You No, I, I get where I'm, I'm, here. I'm going, and, and uh, if it looks like there's going to be traffic, I'll look at the streets around, and I'll say, okay, well, I think I can go this way and this way instead. And then I turn it off, and I just kind of go. Smarter than GPS, are you? Yes. See, th- these and even if GPS is on... If if they think if they tell me to do something that I don't think is the best choice, I won't. I'll right. go my own way. The, these stories are, are are kind of funny to talk through and all, but I mean, I mean, we just saw like one of the biggest cyber attacks ever. What was that? A couple weeks ago, two yeah. three weeks ago. Yes. It didn't even target the National Health Service in Britain. Didn't even target them. But if they specifically target them, they could have shut them down. They almost right. did just by accident. Now just think if they use those same tools over GPS, you know. Or services yeah. like that they'd send everyone into a lake <laughs> they would but we're actually getting to that that to that spot now things like this will happen in the future mark oh, yeah. my words and we'll just be like oh you know what i mean we won't, we yeah. won't know how to react it's dangerous very dangerous we'll take a break we'll be back with more pat and stew right after this after we check our gps <laughs> Got it. Yep, got it. Oh my god! I know she's got. How's that even possible? I don't I'm know walking. either. Walking what? Oh um, what? Fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She can roller skate. She's got more talent than the two of us combined. <laughs> yes. That's really well, embarrassing. But I did tweet know. out a picture of of Jason yes. attempting to hula hoop. Uh, uh, oh, right come here. over here and do it again. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do it again. Let's do it this. again. See, the issue is my hips are like concrete. This, well, it's it the hula work. hoop is Welcome too small to for you. What's left of the Pat and Stu this. program? <laughs> with uh, <laughs> that was some. Here, Brad. I think you need to try this. Oh no 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 no! Hey. You see, I have a bad hip. My foot. All right, let's have you a see, dance off. My foot. You see, <laughs> the doctor said don't oh, put any right. excess. Right. Right. So I would hate to. That would be. So a Brooklyn guy who confronts some rowdy panhandling performers. He was attacked with his own hula hoop. Is the reason we have this out. Um, <laughs> so this guy's defending. Uh, a little couple, uh, I guess I, there's all, it seems like a whole lot of back and forth, but basically uh, another street performer took away this guy's hula hoop and started beating, with, beating him with it. After he tipped them a dollar. I love this. He says, I tipped him a dollar, and when they wanted to fight me, I got out my hula hoop and asked them to have a dance off. Yeah. Mistakenly thinking it was West Side Story. Um, Why is he carrying a hula hoop around? Is he also a panhandler? Uh, yeah. like, Why wouldn't you be carrying a hula hoop? Well, that's true. Doesn't that's everybody true. in New York? Yeah. The fight somehow made know. its way onto the platform where Wolfman, that's his last name, continued screaming for police. Do you think it's Wolfman or Wolfman? Wolfman. Yeah, I don't know. I like Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, he also apparently had a guitar in addition to his hula hoop. Okay, that was, was thrown down the stairs. Uh, one guy left. The second guy was like, you better stop screaming or I will <laughs> F you up. Just like I effed up your guitar and your hula hoop. That's a, th- those, your face. Those panhandlers <laughs> inside the uh, subway system, that's like, a, that's like seriously competitive. Seriously. Oh, yeah. And don't they have to get like a license even to do that? You can't just I- walk in and do it. And some so. of them are really, really good. Yeah. Like the dudes who take the five-gallon drums. and yeah. do, mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing what they can do with yeah. those. But if you see a guy with a hula hoop, 
What, Watch I have out. A little compassion, but what I love about that is he's couple. desperately trying to de-escalate. Like yeah. he, he uh-huh. steps in between these pan, these uh, these other the, the aggressive panhandlers, and he's like steps in between them from assaulting this little Jewish couple. So he steps in, he's like, "Hey guys, it's all good. We're all chill." And then he's <laughs> just from that moment on, he's just desperately doing everything were, he can. The panhandlers to were attacking this couple because they didn't want to tip tip, tip. Yeah. to right. put money in. Mm-hmm. So he was that that is filed under no good deed goes unpunished. Especially if you're carrying a hula hoop. Um, Ninth Circuit Court of, uh, or Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, as it's become known, uh, they determined that a man who got uh, buck naked to uh, protect, um, uh, who uh, rather to protest an invasive search by the TSA was not within his rights. So this guy goes through the TSA. This machine. is not going to be demonstrated on the show today, <clears throat> right, Brad? I might be. There's a way to legally do it, though. I think. After reading through this, there is a legal way to do it. All right, so he goes through the, the um, I guess the machine says, look, he's got, they, they see the image, they think he's got something on him, they're going to have to take him into the back room to do this, you know, full body cavity search, and he's like, uh-uh, no, no, I'm, he strips buck naked right there. This dude? I believe so. So uh, basically he, he takes off all of his clothes, it's not that, not okay. that guy, but something similar, which I can't tell you how much fun those machines are. <clears throat> wow. Um, so when it became clear Blenheim was uh, going to have to undergo that kind of evaluation to try to take off all his clothes, they apparently got him for you know public nudity and uh, went all the way to the Circuit Court of Appeals. But you think that you found a way for him to do it? There is a legal way for him to do it. So the reason why he so he fought this, but the reason why he lost was because they said he so he said I'm, I was protesting, I was right. exercising my constitutional rights to do it, and they said, well, the problem is that everyone else didn't know what you were protesting. If they knew what you were protesting, we couldn't touch you. So he could have yelled so, it out. He could have yelled naked out. because they're going to search me. Or people have just written on like Fourth Amendment on their uh, on their naked bodies, okay. you know, or something like that. I have so, it written on my naked body right now. You know? <laughs> well, let's yeah. have at it. Right, right. No one wants that. So, no, no having at it. No one wants that. So the moral of the story is you literally could walk down the streets naked, not get in trouble as long as you write on your body what you're protesting. All right, so I w- was going through the airport yesterday and... Um, was this yesterday? I think it was. So I've discovered that those billion-dollar body scanner machines have a security flaw in them. They can't see through cargo shorts. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? I show them every time I wear a pair of cargo shorts, they check my pockets. How do you have a billion-dollar machine like that that cannot see through cargo shorts? Oh, our, our, our TSA security is all smoke and mirrors. I'm sorry, they are. Like, security the, the men and women that work there are awesome. But the problem is, is really? that a lot of it is smoke some and are mirrors. They? I have met some. I think most of them are, I think. I think there's, uh, you're always going to get a small percentage of people yeah. that you know, abuse power or whatever. But, but the majority of the people that work there are great. But the problem is, is that so I, don't, I don't know what their, pro- their procedures are just messed He's up. He's flying tomorrow. Yeah. Example. So example. <laughs> so I went to Iraq, what, like three years ago, whatever, the first time. Went over there. I didn't know this, but I had gone to the range just a week before. I had five, five, six rounds in my carry-on backpack. Right. Five, five, six rounds for an AR-15. Right. I got all the way into Iraq. I went through two separate Western-style checkpoints. They didn't see it. On the way back in the Erbil airport, mm-hmm. they found them. They looked at me and just kind of laughed. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I was going to jail or something. Right. And they were like, they also had the common sense that you know, right. a lot of times you don't see over here. They just kind of laughed, patted me on the back. But I was like, oh, my gosh. I got all the way over here with live 5.56 five, rounds in my backpack. They never saw it. There was a, uh, a couple of times ago when I flew, I was with my kids, and they confiscated a water bottle and toothpaste. And we landed, and I opened up my purse, and I went, oh. 
my taser. <laughs> <laughs> I had my taser. <laughs> well, in, in, on the way, so on the way back, when, he, when they see the cargo shorts, he says, I've got to check your waistband. To which he proceeds to, you know, he's got the gloved hand on, and he says, oh, got some hair on your stomach. Oh, no way. Yeah. Said, uh, okay, so if you that. are, Ooh, sorry. if your job is as a TSA agent, you cannot comment on people's body well, and then hair. and then proceed to rip <laughs> some of it out. Oh, so it, it was painful. So it isn't Did your you job. I, got, I knew, Brett. Didn't you feel like it was your job to make him extra uncomfortable in that situation? Oh yeah. Just yes. say, "Oh, just get in there. Yeah. Just get, just get all the dig, way up in there. Dig, 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 <laughs> dig down in there. And next, you owe me dinner. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I made I'm actually several. not going anywhere. I, just, if you're free, <laughs> I am. A little bit of human touch and compassion. Mm, that's all I'm looking for. Maybe a free oh. dinner. It's going to the next level. It was just one of those. I, mm, there are some good ones. Speaking of uh, love, uh, injections of the love hormone could uh, help spread kindness between strangers. Did you hear about that story? Um, mm-hmm. Love hormone. I thought that said sounds, Oxycontin. Oxycontin. Well, yeah, you'll love everybody when they... And you might find some of that in there. It's Jeffy's uh, stand. An experiment was conducted among wild gray seals. Because when I think of humans, I think of wild yes. gray seals. They were given shots of the hormone oxytocin, uh, known to forge emotional bonds between mothers and their babies and romantic partners. Science has, uh, scientists found that after the jabs, newly introduced seals instantly hit it off, seeking out each other's company and keeping physically close if you know what I'm saying, and I think you do. There are so Uh-oh. many things wrong with this. Oh, my yes. gosh. For, for one, how about just, like, making a society that can't cope with anything? So we'll just drug them. Basically, you know, how they yes. try to do to our kids. Yes. You know, let's, let's not help them with their coping. Right. You know, or, or show them, you know, have them feel comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. Let's just drug them into how we want them to feel. Mm-hmm. That's so ridiculous. Uh, but adults, I think, should have absolutely that right. Every, they should, this stuff should be over the counter at Walgreens. <laughs> Why not? You go in there. Think about all the aggression that would stave off, all of the violent criminal acts. So I you think go Jason's in, a little more accurate here. I mean, you can't you take go the easy in, way out. You take a couple of shots of this oxytocin. You learn how to deal maybe with Maybe a handful life. of oxycontin at the same time. You're feeling chill. All you want to do is sit I'm down. Just like some of the oxys. That's it. You know what? If you're going to destroy your liver with it, that's great. We're not paying for it. But why not? You do the same thing with alcohol. Have you guys ever seen that movie Equilibrium with Christian Bale? No. It's like crazy good, but it's like in the reverse. So they, this government decides they can't put up with all these emotions, so they give like these injections every day to people so they can't feel anything. And that's like yeah, the giver. I seem to remember yeah, that. it's very similar to that. Yeah. Yep. But it's similar to what? The Giver. Lois Lowry. Great book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Movie's really oh, good too. Only I read. You always have to read the book first. Right. That is a a steadfast rule that everyone should have. Read before you watch. I don't read much. Read. It's important. And that's a great, There's great There's so many big book. words they put but in books now. It's very similar, Duh. though. Once you, start, <laughs> once you realize, once you teach a society that you can't cope with your own emotions, yes. you know what I mean? You start giving alternatives to do that. Pretty, from now, they're just trying to make you happier. But before long, it's just one step for, uh, beyond that to say, look, just don't feel anything at all. I've been there for years. Don't you think we're kind of programming our kids to do that anyway with all of the structured everything that that kids don't know how to live unstructured or structure their own lives because their parents have done it all for them Yeah, and continue to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. And so it's just that, that foundation is already set that they're going to want the oxytocin or Oxycontin either way. Or any of the 
that ends in, ends in <laughs> drugs. All right, then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, gophers and their importance, uh, especially when it comes to people, because everybody knows that gophers are nicer than people when patents do return after this. Gophers. Gophers. Go figure. Bill Murray going to join us? He might. Endangered Species Act of 73. I think we should have Bill Murray come in for this one. All right, so uh, if he would have known, he would have come in. That's true. I think again he's a pretty good sport about. So the Endangered Species Act of 1973 was designed with good intentions, as most of these things are, to protect you know certain mm-hmm. species from extinction. Uh, but apparently, in uh, Thurston County, Washington. The Mazama pocket gopher, which sounds like something you'd buy from KTEL. Um, <laughs> got your pocket gopher? I'll bet you do. Uh, so if, these, if, if people in that area want to build uh, or expand their home or whatever, they first have to determine whether or not their land is suitable for the pocket gopher. Apparently. Because they can't build if it's suitable for a pocket gopher? Apparently you have because to be the able, yeah, the possible pocket- presence of, of pocket gophers... <laughs> Uh, could like really put the kibosh on you uh, building? Pocket gopher is a real thing. A pocket gopher like a, sounds like a beanie baby. It's a mazama. It's a mazama. Mazama. Pocket gopher from KTEL. It looks like a, a glorified mole, yeah. and it's a smooth-toothed animal. Yeah. A what? A smooth tooth? At least one business has paid millions of dollars to build on its own property in an effort to comply with the gopher protections. You see, this is another example of a well-meaning piece of legislation having the absolute opposite uh, effect. It's government. They're here to help. Yay! Got, got nothing to say about the pocket gopher. Huh? <laughs> Mazama. I'm just going to keep saying Mazama. Mazama, get yours, Mazama. If you buy one, you get a set of Ginsu knives with it. <laughs> oh. They had just all taken Elvis's advice and shut up. Hey, welcome back to uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, it's uh, Brad Staggs, Jason Buttrell over here, and uh, Carrie Malinak has whoop, moved over whoop. there to the. Uh, well, she's, that, she's got guts. I know. They're even trying to, I mean, just don't touch anything. I know. I, I don't have my yeah. sanitation gloves, right. but I'm going to just stand like this. Oh, good, yeah. good. Uh-huh. I did open the drawer. Have you sprayed any Trump perfume yet? No, I'm not going to spray the Trump perfume. Okay. The parfume. The eau de toilette. (laughs) (laughs) I drank some once, but that's a different story. Um, All right, so let's talk about Katy Perry. Um, Gosh. You know, I was saying, why don't they just take Elvis's advice? Whenever they ask Elvis about Paul, he'll thank you, ma'am, I'm just a performer. I just, no, they always have to step in there and say something stupid. And I like Katy Perry's songs. I'll admit it. I mean, we're You're like this. Do your work. work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love being front row at a concert. I mean, I look a little out of place, but I have a good time. So she, um, 
That's this, Miley Cyrus, isn't it? That's not no, Katie that's Katy Perry. Perry. She Katie she Whoa. chopped her hair and yeah, she got apparently she was getting a lot of feedback for her haircut and she um, told oh, people crap. where they that's could Katie go. That's Katy Perry. Yeah. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Uh, so she had these comments um, after the terror attack uh, at the uh, Ariana Grande concert in Manchester. No barriers, no borders. We all just need to coexist, she said, while calling for the greatest thing, and that is to just be united and love on each other. She said on the Elvis Duran and the uh, morning Come show. Come here, period. you terrorists. Let me just love on you for a minute. Um, oh, wait. And no. Is this a piece of sound we have that uh, <laughs> former SEAL, uh, Carl uh, Higby? He, okay, let, let's listen to what uh, this former SEAL had to say about that. I have people like Katy Perry, for instance. I mean, this, this woman has said, oh, we need to give them hugs. Hug it, hug it out. Yeah, hug it out. Go to hell, Katy Perry. Hold a, wow. you know, Yeah, hold a, uh, one of your concerts in Syria and see how that goes. She is not, I mean, these people fundamentally don't understand what is going on here. And I would agree with them. I yeah. mean, they don't. And it's just... He's absolutely right. There's places I, yeah. in the yeah. world that just be, and regardless if you're, you know, a singer or if you're famous or whatever... There's places in the world that, as an American, as just being Caucasian, you cannot walk down the street. Right. right. You can't do it. I mean, I've been to places in Iraq where, like, dangerous places where I, like, I won't go to Iraq unless mm. I'm going and hanging out with the Kurds. Just won't do it. Right. The mm. moment I step outside that line, I can instantly be killed. And that's, that's not an exaggeration. There's people out there that just want to kill you for being who you are. She's not evil. She's ignorant. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I just kind of felt like he was kicking a puppy. Um, I understand his sentiment, certainly, but it's, it's, um, she, she does live in Really? You think that it's like kicking a puppy because she has a huge stage. Like people listen to her and if they're listening to her and just, I mean, it's just, it's beyond ignorant. You're right. You're right with it. When you uh, framed in those terms, yes. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm framing it in, in my perception of what she's saying and realizing she's just, She's also saying this from the security. She has security guards. She has borders around her home. And she's saying, go hug it out. You guys go hug a terrorist, coexist. But I'm going to go ahead and just hang out here. It's that whole elite thing again. Oh, yeah. And and that's all of them. Everyone in Hollywood, anyone in in this industry, anyone that's, you know, any celebrity, basically, they always spout off about things they don't even understand about. Mm -hmm. They're going to talk about, you know, gun control. They're going to talk about the climate. You know, they're going to talk about Mm -hmm. any other, pick any other liberal issue. And they're going to talk about it from an uninformed position. And but everyone that listens to them is going to believe it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's all we have to do. That's what's the most dangerous about celebrities and people in Hollywood that are politicizing all their views. Just, just shut up. So just you, shut up. You defended John McCain and I defended Katy Perry. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed. All right, so she went on Saturday Night Live and uh, she tried to make a good thing or a bad thing good and it ended up making a bad thing a whole lot worse. Watch this. Hey, what was she trying I, to say? Yeah, then? what was that? I don't know. I want to learn that little hand jive. That was kind of cool what he was jive. doing because, yeah, it was like the whole thing where the knees. <laughs> I'm going to learn that. We do that whole thing. Yeah. Wait, I missed the issue, though. What, what were I, they? I, I don't know if the issue was. I don't know. Let's just go ahead with and say. Another one. Hey, I don't that was know. Another one in the casket. Another one in a casket. casket. And then she's dancing with transgendered. 
or cross-dresser. Is that what that was I about? Th- I, I don't quite mm. get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, all right, good. No what? one really knows. It's I want to learn this arm thing, though. Okay, I, so it's... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, okay. All right, so we did get one good thing out of it. The awesome. rest of it was kind of the an unintelligible. The new hip move. I'm going to go and show my kids. They're going to be mortified. So... <laughs> And in rehearsal for this, they're going, hey, Kay, that's great. Do that again when we're live because it'll, yeah. It's going to knock their socks off. Uh-huh. Wow. I used to, I mentioned I used to like Katy Perry. Uh, well, she kissed a girl. And she liked it. That was the good old days. I know. Hey, it was like- Whatever happened to that? <laughs> she used to be a Christian singer. What? Yeah, she started out yep. as a Christian singer. Yep. No kidding. Yep. Ta-da! <laughs> Two bits! Wow. Yeah, let's move on to Tiger Woods, shall we? Oh, man, Tiger. He, uh, I feel bad for this guy. I mean, he was on top of the world at one point. Granted, he was the master of his own destiny. Had slurred speech. He was asleep at the wheel, and they he arrested him. He wasn't slurring his speech. He was speaking in cursive. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like so. They, I like this place. I get to just kind of mouth off a little bit over see? here. This is good. See, Jason, you are too smart for being over here. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's very, it's very cathartic, isn't it? Uh, so, three a.m. They they uh, pull up. Well, they didn't pull him over. They, he's already stopped. They uh, approached his parked <laughs> he was car, sleeping. which again proves that nothing good happens after midnight unless you're paying for it. So, this is in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, they, um, the, the, st- the car was still running at the time. He had extremely slow and slurred, mumbled, cursive speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was sluggish, <laughs> sleepy, and unable to walk alone at the scene, according to the report. Told officers he had taken several prescriptions. Uh, breathalyzer, urine test showed no alcohol, but um, he did have trouble with the walk and turn, couldn't maintain a starting position, and missed heel to toe each time. The thing I feel Sorry for for people who 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 are kind of on top of the world, top of mm-hmm. their game. I mean, he was an incredible athlete. Um, you know, you mess up, you you fail, or you have an issue, and it's like you ha- it, you have to apologize to your friends and your family mm-hmm. on camera to the whole world. And it's like you can't just fall and fail and repent and ask for forgiveness within your own family community. You have to do it in the broad community. Well, and this morning uh, on the 4-Minute Buzz, I said, let's do that as our daily hashtag. Let's say, what, let's, in the spirit of being positive and all-encompassing, let's uh, You're just give, trying to coexist. I'm trying to, well, I said, let's <laughs> go ahead and give, what, what advice would you give to Tiger? What would be your pep talk to him? And nobody. Crickets. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think there's a lot of sympathy out there for Tiger. I'm torn on Tiger because when I first heard about him, I was like, I can't believe he did this. I had, you know, I was mad. You know, I was mm-hmm. not a fan of his anymore. But then when I found out, like, his relationship with his father and how he always wanted to live up to he didn't think that he even, as wildly successful as he was, he didn't think he lived up to his standards. Right. So his, his father, like, idolized, like, Navy SEAL, special operations, military people. So you heard about that? How, so he, like, actually went through a lot of the training. Right. Messed his body up. That's when he started having all those issues. I'm assuming maybe this is where he got on pain medication that and all af- that stuff. So that was after his, his glory days on the golf circuit? No, I think this is, that was, like, the start when that started going down. Okay. I believe. Then he started, then he had, like, exploded with the 15,000 girlfriend friends and right. yeah. I mean right. I don't know it just seemed like a tragic like a guy trying to live up to his father's expectations and then just blew it all yeah. I don't know it's just it's there's, a, a, there's, there's a, a lot of self-loathing that happens that clearly would be happening there 
And that just is a spiral out of control. Then. It seems he's had a few chances to make it better, and he just hasn't done it. Yeah. I don't know. So it, it's... Um, here's the... I, I think the issue we skipped over, let's just say for sake of argument, that the reason he was stopped... I mean, the car was stopped. If it was in a parking lot, he's asleep. Why did he get DUI? Yeah, what, what is? what are the rules on that? Like, well, you can't be... You, he was technically if, if in control. If the keys are in a yeah. car and it's on, he's you can be... technically in control yep. of the vehicle. So the key, so, so the car was on? It was, yeah. The car was running. Oh, wow. Okay. So Where's but, Jeffy when we have these questions? I know, <laughs> right? Perfect. The yeah. guy with experience. But why is it? I mean, if you are, if you are uh, under the influence, if you're intoxicated, whatever, if you say, look, I'm not driving. I'm just stopping right here, but it's cold. I'm going to turn the heater, fall asleep in the car, and yep. do the right thing. You still get... Yep. DUI. Because uh, you're you're behind the wheel of a running car. I wonder if he moved to the passenger seat. Then no, he because be I, I remember in Nashville that uh, the, um, I think it was the son of the, uh, either the police chief something, uh, was found on uh, Vanderbilt campus in the back seat of the car. I don't think the car was running, but the keys were in the car got popped for you wow hmm. so they yeah it, it's a it's a uh, and i understand the rules are in place to to keep people safe i get it but it just seems that there needs to be a little more common sense applied to well, that yeah, I don't know. you literally could have had a guy that's like outside the bar or whatever when mm-hmm. it's cold outside mm-hmm. he's just got the heater running and he's right. gonna sleep it off for the next eight hours or yeah. whatever but apparently you know and, and again this it's it's feel kind of bad for tiger I, again he's a master of his own destiny so he's kind of you know he's gotten himself into this hot water yeah but not much sympathy for him out there. Um, all right, so let's talk about this Logan Lucky. Is it Logan Lucky? Yeah. Logan Lucky. This looks hilarious. Uh, so you, where, where'd you see the uh, trailer? I just saw it this morning. Oh, okay. But yeah. You know, when show prep came down? Yeah, when the show prep. <laughs> Sorry, I was busy during those meetings. Uh, and by busy, I mean I was napping. I'm excited um, just from the basis that this is from the director of Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. Uh, those are fun, and it's a heist movie. Yeah. Those are just Fun. So it's a heist movie during a NASCAR race in North Carolina. That's going to be interesting. Let's watch the trailer. Jimmy, I'm just going to say it. I got to let you go. Dude, perfect you were just fired. I was let go for liability reasons involving insurance. <laughs> The one-armed bartender. <laughs> you need to show a little respect. Charlotte Motor Speedway. I know how they move the money. The only guy who knows anything about blowing up real bank vaults is Joe Bang. Wow. In car, sir, great. <laughs> <laughs> Coca-Cola 600 is the biggest race of the year. We need a computer whiz. I know everything there is to know about computers, okay? All the Twitters, I know. <laughs> Welcome to the Coca-Cola 600. Now, how many yards away is the vault? 20 yards. I don't know, maybe 30. Is it 20 or is it 30? We are dealing with science here. (laughs) They're going to know what we want them to know. 
My life of crime is over. That is massively stupid. It's been handled. Oh, this is going to be good. We got old. That looks like it hurt. I want everything on Jimmy Logan. We got old. I'm about to get naked. Make said no bacon. You, Logan, must be as simple-minded as people say. He got old. He would you give me my arm, please? Is it this one? <laughs> That's so awesome. Okay, that does look funny. I'm sad, number one, that Daniel Craig's not going to do another Bond film. I know, man. Uh, you're right. Katie, Logan, or Katie Holmes did get old, but she's still hot. And Hillary Swank. Dan, have, has Daniel Craig ever done like a goofy role before? I don't think I so. Can't, I can't think of one. I've never seen him like this. As no. in the role of Jeffy, I'll look it up. Yeah. But, but it's going to take me a second here. That looks like a really good movie, and that comes out when uh, we don't know. Incredible. It comes out some. It comes out later. It comes out after today, sometime. That's going to be a good movie. It's going to be good after today, sometime. Yes, there, there's been such a drought of good movies yes. lately. Have you noticed that? Like Drudge yeah. Report just like ran the story by. It was like the lowest Memorial Weekend. Like, there's ever. nothing. Every time we've gone to, to try to see a movie, there's just it's. <sighs> There's nothing really good. Guardians of Galaxy, I know Glenn loved it, but I was like, eh. You don't like ruin it for me. I've not watched it yet. The oh, part man. that you're going to love is when the guy that has the thing and he's Oh, he was broken. in, uh, Daniel Craig was in a King and, uh, kid in King Arthur's Court. I don't know if that's what a year was that? funny one. That was 1995. Wow. He was 12. Uh, that was before Bond. Yeah. So, that's. Yeah. But it's funny to see him. That's it. I mean, like everything else, were very serious roles. Right. But that's why. I mean, if if getting him out of Bond gets him into more stuff like this, I mean, I guess you get tired of doing the one role after you know so many films. But still, he's like the best Bond. Who the heck is going to do that role now? I I can't think of anyone. They did a mini series. I cannot remember the name of it. Oh, the Night Manager. You see that? Uh. Uh-uh. It was like on TBS or TNT or something like that, and there was a guy, another British actor, who did a really good job. It actually seemed like that role for that miniseries was almost like his, really? you know, getting the audience, you know. They're actually, um, <clears throat> with the Bond franchise, they're going to really move it into today, and it's actually going to be Bondette, and they're going to have oh. a transgendered Bond. Wasn't there actually talk of that? <laughs> Pretty sure there was. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there was. How there to was... kill a successful movie franchise <laughs> yes. with one film. <laughs> and coming up next, we'll talk about how Japan doesn't have a crime problem anymore. So they have one board cops. <laughs> and Patton still continues. Don't move. good in Japan. All right, welcome back to Pat and Stu with uh, Brad and Jason and Carrie in what? for uh, aforementioned Pat and Stu and Jeffy. And um, we're going to talk about soon, coming up in just a second, a, a device that lets you spray paint any image from your phone. That looks fascinating. But first, talk about Japan. Life is good in Japan. Um, crime rates have been falling for 13 years. The murder rate of uh, 0.3%, uh, 3 per 100,000 uh, people is among the lowest in the world. In America, it's almost 4 
uh, a single gun slaying was recorded for the entire year of 2015. One. That's an insane stat. That's my, crazy. My favorite one in here is one woman <laughs> describing how five officers crowded into her tiny apartment after after she reported her knickers being swiped from a clothesline. Five. <laughs> Her, her knickers. Or someone stole her. Was that her pants or her underwear? Those would be her unders. Yeah, so the life is good, but they're a little kinky in Japan. Okay. One, one of the biggest things I saw on that was that there was more beat cops than your usual or average police force. Right. And then they were saying they were even in neighborhoods. And it reminded me, we did some research for a show, one of the root shows for Glenn. Uh-huh. And we were talking about how <clears throat> way back in the day, before everything changed, it was like around the 1920s, uh, Woodrow Wilson era. <laughs> right. Police forces changed to being like a force that it, everything was motorized. So they would like bust in. Like every time something bad would happen in an area, like a riot or a crime, the, the population would see all these like cars and stuff. And then, you know, truckloads and carloads of cops emptying out almost like an invasion force in the neighborhoods. Right. Before it didn't work like that. They had beat cops that lived mm-hmm. in the neighborhoods that actually coexisted. It was, all, it was like a partnership between right. the people that lived in the neighborhoods and the cops. Right. And the result of that was inc- crime was incredibly low during those areas. Right. And it just, it just reminds me, seeing that, it reminds me of reading about that and analyzing it. And we actually came up with a few examples of how we thought we could, you know, you know kind of help some of these communities that were, like, gripped by a lot of, like, you know, racial violence mm-hmm. and a lot of these riots and stuff. And Put I don't more know, it almost, cops there. Right. It almost sounds like that they are kind of following that blueprint. 259,000, uh, they're called Omowari-san or Mr. Walk Around and Translated, uh, 15,000 more than a decade ago when crimes were higher. We have a, uh, a chart that shows crime rates compared to other countries. Very, um, there's, there's Japan down there. Yeah, United States. Hey, hey we're, we're behind Russia. All right, we're number two. Yay, we're <laughs> number two. Uh, let's see, robberies and intentional homicides. We used to be number one at everything, so. I know, right? So Canada and France, okay. So Japan's right. I mean, they just want to hang. They just want to chill and be. Do you remember course, when the um, when the tsunami came through and and made, did major damage in right? in Japan? Mm-hmm. Was it was a tsunami, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. And uh, and people were sharing like toilet paper, mm-hmm. sharing food. It was no mad dash to grab anything you could. It was really. <clears throat> Helping one another and a sense of community. And now they got North Korea lobbing stuff at them. I know. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, and by the way, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent there. That's okay. The third carrier strike group is on its way over there now. Yeah, Three carriers. Yeah. We haven't seen some a buildup like that since Desert Storm. It's going certain, to get ugly. And we're about it's... to see a finale to that one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Very, very soon. And I think a funny haircut might be going away. Um, you know what? Um, Someone just needs to, to hug. hug him. <laughs> He just need. He just needs a hug. Yeah, Katie, come on. Yeah. Just go give him just a, needs a hug. Maybe that little dance or something like go, that the, would change the it arms. all. <laughs> yes. I mean, really, how can you be mad and grumpy and want to uh, want to kill people if you're doing that dance? <laughs> it's impossible. You can't. You be. can't you can. because yeah. your arms are busy and your right. legs are busy and you're you can't gr- you can't grab that hula hoop and no. smash it over exactly. someone's face if you're doing this. You're having a dance off just straight <laughs> out. That right there is the answer. So uh, Japan is almost. Uh, crime-free, uh, not not thanks to the police, but uh, a, a campaigning lawyer said, but because people are policing themselves. So I guess the, the yeah. cops are standing around a lot. 
well, looking for hobbies. Again, if their police force are a part of their communities, they are basically yes. are policing themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little clever wordplay there by and, and every now and then Mr. someone's uh, knickers gets <laughs> It's all fun well, games covered. until that happens. So your knickers get <laughs> Yeah. Okie dokie. I want to know uh, how to say knickers in Japanese. Uh, it might be surprisingly similar. Anything I would say would sound racist. So I just won't say <laughs> Don't even that. try. Nope. Don't. No. Mm -mm. Nope. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the gadget that lets you spray paint any image from your phone. It's a $250 gadget. And uh, beyond that, I know nothing. So let's look at it. Still a Okay, so you set up your... The device controls where a spray paint can will spray. So you can paint any, any image. Wow. New from KTEL. You get this along with your uh, it attaches zombie gopher. I don't understand. The device has an LED light on it, which your phone can oh, so you're not you're not using your phone per your se. Your phone is looking at it. It releases paint only yeah. when you need it. Okay. Oh. That's Right. So you're not you're not spray painting. You're just holding the canister and it's spraying. So you hold the canister. You put on your phone what you want to mm -hmm. paint, yep. and then it's connected through Bluetooth yeah, or something. And it yeah. just you just hold it and move it around, yep. and it sprays when it needs to. Yep. And I'll. That's interesting. I'll, almost like painting by numbers. Mm -hmm. Almost without the numbers, with, with less thought. So yeah. technology takes the creativity out of. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I mean, you, the, 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 the image that you want to paint on whatever it is, you may have painted that image or drawn that okay, initially. So it's just that's being true. able to get that uh, in a blown bigger, up. Right, in, in instead a of format. using the projector and yeah. setting your translucent, your yeah. transparency on there. Because, I mean, that's what they do. Our department around here all the time will project yeah. something on a, on a wall yeah. and go up and, and not anymore. It. It's now it. they're going to spray paint through their phones for it's, 250 bucks. It's amazing what technology is doing just to like, I mean, but, so now you're not going to have to hire someone to do your portrait. You know what I'm saying? You just have it do that. You do this thing with your phone and then have your family portrait done. You know, I mean, so my dream of having my face on my van could actually happen for 250 bucks. I could do this. Awesome. Can you guys think about all of the, we are such on the verge of another industrial revolution that I think will yeah. put all the, all the other ones to shame. All the jobs. Like I was just talking to you before we went on about fixing my AC. Mm -hmm. I figured out how to service it just off of YouTube. <clears throat> yeah. I've built rooms onto my house before by looking at YouTube. Yeah. I mean, all of these jobs are just going away. Put? Pretty much. <laughs> it didn't look too great. There were no right the, angles. You know, the but, uh, side of that coin, remember the guy who was in the news of, a couple of weeks ago? He learned how to do dentistry on, oh on YouTube. Oh, and actually, he, like he was doing, he was actually uh, performing uh, procedures on I people. learned how to do dentistry um, watching Castaway. See? With an ice skate. Oh, yeah. You know, every uh, time I skate, think right. about that, that makes my teeth hurt. But you I actually right. didn't we're, watch that part. Keith said just... So look you just away, knew how to go. <laughs> never use an ice skate to try to take out your own tooth. I know it never ends I well. I kind of guessed that one. <laughs> right, it's common sense rule number fourteen. <laughs> but that is scary, though. I mean, it is all the thing about all the jobs are going to be lost over the next what, like ten to twenty years. But we don't know what kind of jobs will be created through that. You know what? 
needs to have, you know, who's going to run. But every, see, every time I think along those lines, I think that there's going to be an insane amount of uh, education that's going to be needed, you know, to step up in, in, into some of those roles. Like, you know, like the, the, the designing of some of these technologies. You or, know, I just yeah. got a book, um, a Technology. book for a friend. It is uh, how to create your own app characters, your own uh, te- technology, little characters. Emojis? No. <laughs> the little characters in games. Oh, This yeah, is yeah. how technologically like not Mario. savvy I am. <laughs> kind of like, like Mario, Mario. and Luigi. Yeah, but it's, it's a kid's book. Like, they're already learning. Little kids, seven, eight-year-olds are learning how to code. It's amazing. Code, right? Code. Okay. <laughs> And a silence <laughs> fell over the room. I, I think that's tech talk, right? I think that's, it is. That's coding. Well, that's binary. The, those uh, are the jobs stuff. of the future. All of those jobs, all tech jobs, like the top ten jobs. I but just you saw still need to somewhere. teach your kids how to read maps. Yeah, they're still going to have to. Yeah, and they're going to have to have some sort of a brain in them to, to to be able to do this stuff. It's not. I mean, stupid people are need not apply. But then, like my generation, generation before mine, and maybe actually, maybe my kids. I'm not, I'm not sure, but they'll be they'll be wanting to do jobs that just won't exist yeah. probably in 20 years. But probably yeah. less than that. They just won't exist. Want to drive a truck? That's gonna be that's gonna be it's gone tough. very oh, soon. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, when is is it the is it tomorrow? I think it might be tomorrow. The next day that is National Self Driving Car Day. What? Yeah, they just just started it. it, it it's I'll have to look that up. But yeah, there's now a, a national self self piloting car day that's coming so you're right it's we're, we're soon going to be i'm waiting for the flying cars like the jetsons yeah what the that'll heck? be cool oh it's it. coming it's coming uh speaking of technology robots uh, go, uh google has officially revealed their latest robot this thing is six, uh, six feet six inches tall uh it looks vaguely human with a torso arms and legs that have uh Wheels instead of feet. That's not I, creepy. I think we, <laughs> yeah, we have a, a piece of tape to look at is there as well. Um, that's what, that, that's human S? What? It looks like uh, alien. It looks like a, <clears throat> looks like a centaur. A, a horse. between a horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, centaur. It looks like a cross between <laughs> Optimus Prime and a horse. <laughs> Hey, it, it's got some nice backward moves there. Yeah, it you know, I, it makes me want to go roller skating, yeah, quite honestly. He could do the hula hoop better than I could. Yeah, probably. He's a good dancer. His hips are looser than mine. He can wow. Do. I love the music they have going on. He looks like he's picking stuff up backwards. It is. It's really oh. uncomfortable to watch. It moves backwards. And take it's, the stairs. Straighten your elbows. That's driving me nuts. Like, it move them forward. <laughs> There's... Wow. Whoa. Look at that. It's, you probably don't want it chasing you through the snow. You think? <laughs> oh, and it can jump up high. It's, that ending was so, man, like so Breakfast Club at the end. It, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'll show you. Mr. Hand. Okay, so what's this robot supposed to do? He can dance. And hey, he has a 15-mile range on one charge. Dancing should never be uh, pushed to the side. That's a huge so skill. We were, watching, we, were watching a, we were watching a video with Glenn not too long ago on, I think, his Think Tank show. <clears throat> and they showed a Chinese factory that had a bunch of other little robots. That instead, it was a huge factory. It was like acres inside. Right. And one of their biggest time sinks was they were like taking packages from one end of the you know, facility to the other. Mm-hmm. So they just got a bunch of robots to do it. 
But I don't know. I, I, I can see eventually, like, that's, again, manufacturing type jobs. Well, I mean, more jobs that are going to be going And we've been away. using robots in manufacturing for decades. Yes. No. That was I mean, the industrial revolution. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I, so the next step is, is having them around your house, I guess, and your business. And then more and more, I mean, there's still factory jobs that humans are doing that eventually will be mm-hmm. taken over by this, I, I'm assuming. You know, like if something on the line breaks and something like this will go over and fix it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Dancing all the way? <laughs> and hula hooping. With the and backwards then, arms. Right. That just looked uncomfortable. <laughs> it looked like he was either moving backwards or picking step up wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like watching a bird bend its knees. Yes. And they bend backwards. Their it, knee bends. Well, what we would consider backwards. backwards. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you want your robots looking more robotic than human? Which, by the way, that reminds me of a... a I would. This yeah. is... Um, the strangest thing, a total tangent, but speaking of knees bending backwards, that's one of the things that they're doing now with amputees' foots, or legs, foots? lower legs. Foots. It's been a long day, <laughs> let me tell you. They're taking the foot, the lower like shin, and attaching it to the thigh so that the foot is where your knee would be, and it's bent backwards. So your foot's at, just look it up, just Google what? it. Just do foot surgery uh, for... Um, uh, knee joint. What is that? And you'll see it. So it, 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 it allows the, the foot joint to become the knee joint for people who have like bone cancer in this area. It is the wildest thing. So you have your foot still is it, or yeah, just Yeah, you joint? have a foot, but it's on backwards at your knee and your, the prosthetic slips over that. It is the weirdest thing, but it, it allows these people to have a, a reasonably normal life with a, with a prosthetic. It is, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's weird. Wow. But it's, it's the things that we can do with science that are amazing. Huh. Augmentation-wise, I don't know, that's what I'm really curious about. And Glenn has talked about this a lot. But, you know, like... He's a little obsessed with it. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But then, like, there's, like, the thing that Elon Musk is working on now, where, he, like, you see, he's working on that surgical implant into your brain. So, basically, you can just upload information if you want I thought that was Ray Kurzweil. Right. Um, yeah, that, it was originally thought of by Ray Kurzweil, but Elon Musk just invested, what was it, like, that was over a hundred billion dollars. Change and yeah, into this company that was trying to make it happen. Hundred billion dollars. That's a lot of money. If that's Not chump change, I really want to be a chump. No. Nope. <laughs> what is a chump? <laughs> a very rich person. Very, Hi, very I am a chump. <laughs> All right. With that uh, coming up next, we're going to uh, uh, partake eat. in spoons. Yes, we're going to eat. That's the important thing. So. Oh, I'm up. in Jeffy's spot. I get to talk about eating. Eat, eat. I want food. Eat. <laughs> spoons next. <laughs> Right here. Don't move. Let's see if I can find Powerful. You do smell. You do smell powerful. That's a mighty powerful <laughs> smell coming from Jason. Uh, welcome back. That is a mighty with... powerful smell. Ooh, I'm just starting to water. What was that? Uh, the movie A Mighty Wind. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Waiting for Godot. Anyway, it's uh, Brad and Carrie and Jason in for uh, Pat and Stu and Jeffy. And uh, yeah, it's time for spoons. And today, it is Pringles. But not just any Pringles. These are Pringles. Wow! What is it? I can't read it. Super cheesy Italian. <laughs> There. So, your, whoever had the close up, there you have it. You have um, to, uh, you have to say it loud. I think everyone should go like to the grocery store Italian and ask. Person? Where's the Pringles loud, super cheesy old Italian? 
All right, so oh Pringles. Gosh. All right, so before we Smells taste good, it, right? we got to describe moldy. the texture. Is and that like mold? I think that's cheese. I think that's cheese. That's yeah. a dusting of cheese. There you go. You what, have the cheesy what? one. What? Wait a second. Well, I mean, cheese <laughs> is mold when you get right down to it. So That doesn't look, I don't know. All right, it smells cheesy. It right. looks. It looks like a corn chip. It's got that. It looks too healthy. My first shot of this. Let's see if Siri falls over. It looks like it's. You know what? What? It tastes like a healthy chip, which I like. I like that. Let's see here. Okay. So 140 calories. I guess in spoons, we don't really count calories, Uh -uh. do we? No, we don't. So why did you even say that? I do. Why? It's a potato chip. (laughs) You don't count calories with a potato chip. Oh, good. The cheese makes it. Okay. I don't like healthy stuff at all. So that's really? the only thing that's turning me off. This on has it. a little bit of spinach in it, um, which I love. It has some barley, some peas, some potatoes, wheat starch. Can I just say that it's maybe a weird habit, but I always lick my Pringles. Really? I always just put it in whole and, and just. No, uh, you've got to lick the, like, the, the, the Oreo uh-huh. method. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is really, really good. Mm. So, what would you rate mm. this? I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it 11. A three? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a 13. Too high. All right, there you go. Come back. Don't move. Wow. I can't believe it's only been, what, eight hours since we started this morning. Yeah. Yikes. A long, long day. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for uh, us on Pat and Stu, but we're going to leave you with a, uh, a segment from last week's Vault episode of The Holocaust. Pretty incredible. Yeah, it really is. Uh, take a uh, look at this, and don't forget the vault's on today at uh, 5 2. So tell me about the museum itself. How, many, how big is it? How many artifacts do you have? You're not connected to the national. No, so, so we're an independent museum founded by Holocaust mm-hmm. survivors. We uh, moved downtown to the uh, west end. We're right across the street from the, from the Sixth Floor Museum, the Kennedy Museum. We moved there in 2005, started out at the Jewish Community Center uh, on North Haven. And uh, we're about 6,000 square feet, but that includes a theater where Holocaust survivors to this day give testimony and a special exhibit gallery. Mm-hmm. So the actual museum is probably about 4,000 square feet. It's pretty small. Uh, last year, we brought in more than 83,000 uh, visitors. So we wow. do a really good, and half of those were school children from, That's great. from the surrounding area. And archives, Felicia. <laughs> uh, we have about 10,000 artifacts. Um, about 2,800 are books and rare books. Then we have about 3,000 um, paper-based artifacts, letters, things like that, identification cards. We have about 3,000 photographs. Mm. Um, of those, some are you know, more gruesome concentration camp photos, but a lot of them that are significant to us is showing a family's life before, during, and after the Holocaust. Some really impactful artifacts in there. And then we have about 1,800 three-dimensional artifacts. So it's more things like this that we're bringing. How do you, and it's different, you're as a museum, mm-hmm. and I'm a private collector, and much of my library is, uh, because I have a friend who has over 100,000 pieces in his library of all the good things, mm-hmm. and I said, you can't really understand the world without all the bad things. You've got all the good things. What about the bad things? So I have some dark, really dark stuff, and I have a really hard time buying some of it and 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 the only thing that gives me solace is I think 
Unless you're a museum, who are you that you're buying these things? You know, who am yeah. I bidding against? There's some you strange know? scenarios we get into because we have to research every artifact that comes mm-hmm. in. And sometimes we spend a full day between us on one artifact. Yeah. And so when you're doing that, what you find is, a, you know, sometimes you find that there's a similar artifact in the National Holocaust Museum, which is great. And then they've already done a lot of research and right. context and built it around. But sometimes it's an unknown artifact you don't know anything about. You're trying to verify what it is. And sometimes the only thing you find that's similar at all are some Nazi memorabilia websites, both having, you know, concentration camp uniforms, which you're like, why are you collecting that if you're on a Nazi memorabilia, but also a lot of Nazi ephemera and items, and they have descriptions for the purpose of selling them. But maybe they've done a lot of research and mm-hmm. you can corroborate it when you have that starting point. But I've gone on some websites that I'd, are, are very, very strange. Yeah, we, I've never done that. I just buy from auction houses. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to meet some of the people right, right. that might yeah. have yeah, some yeah, of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's really like uh, this chair I have. I bought this. Um, this is a chair. Uh, you can read the bottom. Oh, uh, boy. There you go. Oh, goody, goody. The Staatspolizei, the the secret state police. So, I mean, here's a chair for questioning. Right. I I, I don't want this anywhere. I don't want this in my house. You know what I mean? There's some things that are so spooky, but you don't want it to go away. Well, and honestly, that's how we get approached by many of our donors. We don't purchase any collections. They're all donated. But a lot of our donors are very... Um, nervous that they have, and a lot of these things were liberated. Yeah. Um, but they're nervous that they have the item, and we have no judgment. Um, and part of our motivation for taking it in is to keep them off sites like that. Yeah. And that's part of our donors' motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frequently, we have. I'm thinking of particularly now. So the greatest generation is passing away, and so we have people, grandparents, great grandparents. They open up a trunk in the attic and they say, "Oh, oh my gosh, serious, you know, yeah. Dad no had idea. a Nazi flag. What? What?" And, and they call yeah. they call us, and I say, well, ho- hold on. I said, did your father serve during World War II? Well, yeah, of course. I said, breathe easy. This was liberated. Trust right. me. He brought it back with him. You know, but they get very nervous, and yeah. as well they should. Well, you know? and you remember we saw that form where there's a form created oh, yeah. by the U.S. Army. God love them. Where they said, you know. We all know you're not supposed to do this, but just list all the what items you liberated. That just is yeah. so funny. So it's against yeah. the rules. It's against the Army rules. They know everyone's doing it. They wanted to basically declare it, and it's a form, and the soldier filled it out. Yeah. That's amazing. And he said, well, I got this, I got this, I Although got this. Although we don't know if he filled it out honestly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That could have yeah. been, that been just the right. little top layer. Yeah. This, this kind of brings me to here. Um, is this the Monuments Men? Mm-hmm. Okay. Our audience is responsible for... Several pieces. I know at least two, but I think several pieces. One of them was uh, significant. They came to us, oh, maybe eight years ago or ten years ago, and several members of this audience went, oh, man, I had a dad who was in World War II. He said he picked this up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And they they called and two or three pieces at least were were returned right. yeah. um, well you know i think there's a lot of things happening some some things were trophies of war one soldier finds another soldier in whatever yes. state they are and they take their dagger they take their right. pistol then there's another thing happening where germans are selling items to get bread. I mean, they are selling right. things, you know, just on the street corner trying to get GIs who maybe probably, not maybe probably, definitely had more 
expendable income than yeah. anybody in mainland yeah. Europe at that time. So they say, well, here's five year not euros. And they have this priceless artifact they end up with, mm-hmm. and they don't know what it is or mm-hmm. where it came from, but it stands well, there's, in. There's another part of this we haven't talked about at all, which is that the Nazis themselves, Hitler had, oh, yeah. had personal buyers who yeah. went out for him, as did Goebbels. I mean, they were collecting Judaica from all over Europe and the East and non-Jewish materials, great artworks, and shipping them back to the Reich or warehousing them in caves and other areas throughout Europe. They wanted to eradicate Jews, but they wanted to create a Jewish museum, a museum of all of these things mm-hmm. that represented this, yeah. this evil Jewish mm-hmm. thing, entity. And that leads right into this. Yeah. Um, so this is this came to us from Robert Etzel and the Monuments Men Foundation, a local Dallas organization that does a lot of good work. And it was created by and for the workers at Offenbach Archival Depot. And I think a lot of people may have seen the movie Monuments Men, which really deals with sculpture, artwork, and the amazing efforts they went through to try to save so many of these priceless artifacts. How this, many, I mean, just name the other country that would have done that. I just am so proud. Well, there wasn't. Yeah. I watched the. I watched yeah. that movie. I was so proud of us. It's an yeah. amazing so story. Yeah. And also, as an archivist, I'm like, oh, the one time I'm going to get a call, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe have my day. Yeah. Because uh, they were all. Of, I mean, let's be honest. There are a lot of nerds that got right. called out to go. Right. <laughs> so I can really relate to that. So Offenbach was a little different from the main monuments men story we hear because this is really a depot where they were gathering books, published materials. Um, rare documents, and then specifically Jewish, Jewish religious materials. Yeah. Mm. So just to give you this an idea. This is German? So this is in Offenbach. This is what we did. This is what we did. This is the Monuments Men, wow. and Offenbach is where they took in all of their printed materials. Right. Sarah, you don't just kind of gently... Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. So here you just get a sense of the scale. They've got trains, trucks, pulling in the stuff. It's the, coming from all over the Reich. Um, you know, most of the material was hoarded in Germany because they had plans to build a series of museums, one of them focusing on Judaism, which is a little bit bizarre to me, but, you know. Um, here's Judaism a sense, and Jews. Right. Here's a sense of just the scale as an archivist slash librarian that strikes terror in my heart. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, you know, there was a, a small band of people, experts in various fields and languages, who were brought in to try to identify and specifically repatriate these materials. These materials were taken out of, they would take a whole synagogue's library. They would take a whole Jewish family's library. They would take every single thing out of their house. Returning those. Oh, it would it's, have been almost impossible. Amazing. Well, the synagogues the are being did a lot. People yeah. are going, yeshivas, there were whole yeshivas that if they That's managed to get idea. out, you know, uh, higher institutions wow. of Jewish learning, they, they relocated to, to Jerusalem if they could, and so there's there's no place to send this stuff anymore. Right. They're gone. Yeah, and, and a lot of it ends up in in Western museums, and, and it's given to other synagogues in the West that survived and all of this. So here they are trying to, they're drying out a lot of materials here. They're mm. trying to identify things just step by step. Just painstaking. By the way, this always reminds me, in Iraq, when we went in the second time, Saddam Hussein warehoused Jewish materials mm. in the basement of one of his torture facilities. And it flooded. And it flooded. And so we had U.S. troops who were assigned thing. to do the same thing. The material is now here wow. in the and States. And that's why it's yeah. so interesting to study history because yeah. you say, you know, there's over not anything yeah. new under no, the sun. Not. That's My grandfather used to say it, and he was right. Especially when it comes to 
Jewish persecution. Yeah. It is the same story over and over again. Right. It is, unfortunately. So here they're listing out the percentages of what languages were represented in the mm. books. So Hebrew is 55%. 55%. Right, and then of course you have German language books about Judaism yeah, yeah, as yeah. the next category. This is an astonishing photograph. As Sarah oh, says, wow. you would never see so many Torahs. Again, well, again. So these were all Torahs that were that were stolen from communities that were destroyed and synagogues that were burned to the ground. Uh, and there was a guy assigned to these who he was trying to do a number of things. He was trying to to to, to figure out the age of them, um, where they had potentially been written, what they had been written for, who they had been written for, because there's a whole back history. But but right. because they're handwritten, you, yeah, 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 you yeah. can trace scribal. Uh, signatures, techniques, these kinds of things, but there were there were thousands of them. This is only a, a small pile that that they managed to turn one more page and we had to take a break. Okay, let me just show you the scope. So this shows you where all these books are coming from and going back to. It's a basically a. Wow. Um, an idea map of where they're trying to repatriate these materials. It also gives you a sense of the of the sheer scope, scope. of Nazi yeah. activity. Well, and imagine the language skills. Yeah. You know, between us, you know Hebrew, I know German. Or we can read Russian, but that's and, about it. <laughs> and between us, we do a really funny job at trying to understand Yiddish. Yeah. But <laughs> we, 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 we make it through. through. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you get into all these languages, that's part of their struggle. Is they, yeah. they, and they had librarians, this is amazing to me, they had librarians looking at printer's marks. Mm-hmm. And trying to identify that and making little cards like card catalogs, trying to say, okay, if you see this mark again, we know it goes to this library or it comes to this community. So they had a system. 